A sky saturated with smog, acidic storm clouds, and dirty ash. A city glows with neon and the advertisements of godlike corporations. The man picks himself up from the rain-soaked concrete. A siren, the hum of neon, laughter from Giovanni's bar airing out stuffy chain smoke and dried booze. The corner of Ninth and Elm. The man knows that just a little ways down the street, he will find the Blue King. Before he sets off, he pulls a crumpled pack of cigarettes from a blood-stained jacket pocket. He clicks a lighter open. A warm glow illuminates his face. He turns and looks into the Rackenter Collection. Chapter 5 Welcome back again for, some would say, the fifth rotation, the fifth chapter of the Regateur Collection. My name is Charlie, and I am joined, as always, and will always be, joined by my co-host, Jack. Hello. Uh, yeah, hi. <laughs> it's gonna be, uh... <laughs> It's going to be real cringy to look back, you know, a hundred episodes later and a, the production quality. Cause you know, you know the thing like things True. don't just stay the same, like we'll eventually mm-hmm. get better at this and it'll be so smooth and yeah, seamless. You, you slowly over time, improve it, use different software, different microphones, different recording rooms, yada, yada, yada. Right. And it's going to be weird if we're still like, uh, Hello. <laughs> I mean that could just be that that can just be our thing. <laughs> kind of that uncertain uh, yeah, hi. certain topic. Am I am am I supposed to be here? H- hello? Well Well, I am gonna try some, I'm just real quick, I'm gonna try something a bit different mm-hmm. on this podcast. I'm just gonna be talking a bit closer to the mic more often. Oh. Uh so yeah. I mean I I'm always that. talking close to the mic, so you know what? That's probably what it is. I usually turn myself up just a little bit because you're just loud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, funny because right. it's usually the opposite. So. It is the opposite because I'm an annoying douchebag. <laughs> well, and here today, we're going to be talking about something near and dear <laughs> to our hearts, to those different yeah. chambers yeah. that capture and pump blood to the veins in our body. Much like mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. week when we talked about writing, I had a lot to say. But this week we wanted to Very we much wanted so. to shift shift the focus. We wanted to flip the coin, so to speak. Shift gears. Shift gears. Shift gears, one might say. We wanted to open a new tab. Okay. I'm sorry. Switch weapons. <laughs> Switch weapons. We wanted to change the ammo type. No, we wanted to talk about I hate <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. Sometimes I like to see how long I can keep <laughs> just coming, just up, coming up with, with different, different iterations, iterations of the same thing to say. But today we're going to talk about, I guess, what do you want to say? We have the title as just videos, but 
homemade so, videos. Today, I think homemade videos would be closer to it. I mean, videos is just a very general term, obviously. Right. But I guess this one's going to encapsulate more homemade videos slash focus on videos that I made a lot when I was growing up. Uh, and you helped out on a few of them, uh, mm-hmm. you know, which is just cool. But I did most of them. Uh, our younger brothers helped out. My friends helped out. And I even was in a few things with a buddy of mine who got into, you know, filming all that kind of stuff himself. So kind of a homemade smorgasbord of stuff. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> that's that's quite the quite the way to go on. Um, I don't ever just go on randomly Ouch. like that. But where, Jack, would you say that you started first making videos and we can kind of include what inspired you, what you saw that you wanted Mm -hmm. to emulate, which I think would be a good one. Mm -hmm. And then what were some of those early first productions, those first, you know, high class, a lot of money thrown at them, you know, producers knocking on the door, trying to get us, you know, Mm -hmm. funded for those funded for those uh early episodes yeah so what just, t- just t- take it away man just 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 t- just go t- for t- it take me back take, take me back take, take me back rewind the clock <laughs> oh my gosh push the minute hand back <laughs> yeah so <laughs> you know i think okay i need to go back a little bit hmm. i'm pretty sure yeah, go ahead. listening to these episodes again because you know i it's Interesting because I've listened to some other podcasts where the hosts will be like, I don't listen to my own work. And so it makes me feel a little really full of myself to go back and listen to. But I think for me, it's almost like I'm going back through and listening for quality and listening for content and like how I could be better because I'm so new at this. So, yeah, for sure. But to bring up that point, I'm pretty sure at the beginning of every single every single podcast that we've done so far so all five episodes including the special secret one you have interrupted me at the very beginning i've been like and here we're gonna talk about it. and you're like well hold on wait a second and i'm like oh my gosh every <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's funny because I mean, even you'll ask me a question you'll be like oh well how was your week and i'm like well it's pretty and you're like well i i, I just let you, let you interrupt here <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing so let me just say i think Everyone in our family does this. I think our mom does it the least amount. But everyone in our family likes to start talking at the same time. And because we come from a big family, I think the reason we just kind of keep talking sometimes is because we know that if we don't keep talking, we can't get our point across. Like the other person's not going to stop. So it's a matter of who's going to stop first. But I do realize on a podcast, that's not ideal. So No, no, it's not ideal. I do got to work on no. that. Okay. Well. All right. <laughs> I feel like we need sound effects. Rewind <laughs> that clock. Take it away, Jack. Take what? What was the first? The beginnings. The origin story. The, I'm trying to go way, way back into the very beginnings. The depths. Uh, the depths. I didn't really start doing anything. The depths. I didn't start doing anything really with lack of a better word, film. Until I think like late middle school slash the summer going into high school. Uh, that's when I hung out with a buddy of mine a lot. And you know, I went over to his house every weekend or so. We hung out all the time and we would watch, I 
think on like YouTube, we would watch a lot of, every time I went over there, he'd watch Minecraft videos. Like back before Minecraft was like the big thing we know it is now. And I remember watching that for the first time and being like, that's so weird. And he was always like, but we could do this. We could make a channel. We could produce videos. I'm like, oh, that would be cool. And so one of the first videos I think that I made was on a channel called Brother Four, no Brotherhood Four Iron, <laughs> instead of Brotherhood of Steel. That's uh, and I, I, that's, I know that's that's pretty cheeseball. And are we talking like alpha days of Minecraft? Yeah, we're talking like alpha days like before it was even close to the mainstream right so back in the day i want to say like 2012 2011 back in the day where you could load up a world and it would always be snowing it would always be yes gotcha okay always snowing always raining if it was a snow world it would be snow everywhere yeah you know that sort of thing there's no hunger bar the glory days The, the better i'm kidding and I think one of the first videos I made on my own was a video where it's called Super Mutant Speak. And it was me holding uh, our mom's camera up to the TV and recording, because I found this glitch in Fallout 3, where you can go like around the outside of this map and go talk to these super mutants, because you didn't like you know hit the activation point in the game to like make them aggro onto you. So you could just go over there and talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of the first things I uploaded. Uh, apart from that, I made a lot of videos with, you know, my group of friends all the time. We made, oh, what's it called? It's like Random Things Part One and Random Things Part Two. Mm. Um, I remember those. Those were a lot of the early ones. They're so stupid. A lot of home videos that like never went online. You know, there is one where my friend pretended he was like this wild man, and I was like a person documenting like you know documenting him and that kind of stuff so i was like here he's known to like chocolate chip muffins and so i set one on a stump waited you know and then time (laughs) passed and he'd come out and be like (laughs) so we did a lot of really stupid things but i mean they're things that you know i personally hold personally hold very close because it's you know you, you don't get to have those moments that often once you grow up, really, because everyone gets jobs, you know, when they go do their thing. And so it's a very nostalgic thing to think about. Right. And doing it mainly for yourself as well, you know, not mm-hmm. making a video and thinking who's going to watch this, um, how many views is it going to get, how many listens or likes. This was all about, like, what can I make? That will make me laugh. Mm-hmm. Very much so. I mean, the people that it entertained was obviously me because I have a really weird sense of humor. And so it entertained me, uh, our brothers, you know, you included in that because your brother, obviously. Um, obviously. Um, Friends. Uh. You know, just it was very much just a big it was always a personal project. And so, yeah, if we put it online, it was never to be like, oh, we're going to get famous from this. It, it was just to like, you know, just to be up there as like an archive, basically. Mm-hmm. So that was always very fun. I mean, some of the earliest videos I remember making uh, were on an old Facebook account that I deleted like eight years ago now. But they were on there. And they were just videos that I filmed in the backyard, threw it together in like Windows Movie Maker on like Windows 
God. Windows 7, I think. Yeah, Windows Movie Maker, you I know, think, is a big one to bring up because that's what we used that is, to make those things. You know? Yeah, that was for, for literally everything. And I would either use our mom's camera, which was okay. Right. Sh- shoots at like 240p. <laughs> and But my our uncle's camera... I would sometimes be like, hey, can I kind of borrow this? And he'd be like, yeah, I'll bring it by. And so I'd borrow it for like a week or so. And I'd use that to make as many videos as I could. And so usually the videos we made were like out of, you know, not having a lot of time. And so we just threw it together like in 15, 20 minutes. So a lot of like really short, fun projects are made right during the early years. So what about when you started to put these on YouTube and maybe started to add more detail to some of these. Um, I can speak to some of these early ones, but I don't want to jump ahead on your timeline a little bit. So I think, you know, like the earliest one I'm thinking of being involved in. I can also think of some other ones that I was in when we were sharing a room. And then of course, you know, the Mm -hmm. use of the PlayStation two camera that we had, but I think that's PlayStation three. Oh, was it PlayStation three? Yeah. Oh, wow. PlayStation 3 was 2007. Oh, so, God, like, it was crazy. a long time ago. I'm an old man. <laughs> yeah, this one I'm drinking water and I'm actually healthy. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was you for a second. I really got scared. Well, it. Okay. So, <laughs> no. a little bit of behind the scenes, a little bit of lifting the curtain of Oz. So before this, before we started recording this episode, I recorded the intro. Hope you like it, by the way. And my cat, Rukia, named after, yes, the Bleach character, Rukia from Bleach. She was totally quiet. Didn't move around. Just laid there. And literally, in the first 13 minutes that we're recording this, she's been starting to move around and stretch right in front of the computer and just meow right then and it's like why how do she, you know she knows because i was knows. recording something earlier i was doing a dramatic recording so it's not like she didn't know mm-hmm. but you know that's okay it's cat dudes they're cats cats are just ridiculous cats so can we i'm waiting can we cats. can we talk about world's softest pillows yet or do we want to go back a little before? In in just a minute. Okay. All right. I will. Right. I want to give a shout out to a few, just a few like early YouTube channels I watched a mm-hmm. lot, and you'll probably know them or at least one of them. Uh, Freddie W. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of his like he was one of the first YouTubers I watched that like there's a lot of like green screen and special effects and that sort of stuff, and it was like at the time it was like from what I was watching the highest quality content i was watching i was like this is really well produced like this is so cool i want to do this that definitely inspired a lot of just ways that i thought about filming and just got me into the editing process a lot too um there's a channel you don't remember this this was back when i had a myspace <laughs> uh this guy's i think his name was nerds eat yeah i don't know this and he did a lot of like really stupid videos but i thought they were super funny mm-hmm. you might know it was like well, he's like, what kind of bike is that? It's a pearly pink puff. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the channel I'm talking about. <laughs> that's a- Can I ride it? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that, we- like that kind of stuff Like is just funny to me. We'll have to. <laughs> God, I wonder if you can find those still because it would be really fun to link oh. some of these early ones in. 
we're still getting things set up so it sounds weird to be like yeah we'll link that but that would be really fun to link those in because i think especially that one guy i remember it so vividly that one definitely kind of tailored our (laughs) sense of humor for me (laughs) you want to ride my bike smiles at the end and that's it's over and you're like what what this is so funny though. yeah it's stupid but no. no so like i mean there's i think there's a few more channels i can't remember remember the names of specifically but definitely just like early youtube was a big influence because i didn't watch like i've never have been a movie guy so i haven't watched like a ton of movies that maybe they subconsciously inspired me but nothing comes to mind when i try to think of like inspirations um so I don't know, just a lot of like early YouTube and just like seeing what other people were doing. And at the time it was like, unlike today, like everything's so polished and well presented. Like it really was like you could do whatever you want and put it out online just for the heck of putting it online, you know? So, yeah, it's, and so, well, it's strange to think how nostalgia or like how nostalgic that is. How nostalgia works. Yeah. Well, that's also a very strange, mm-hmm. strange thing to think about. But yeah, it, it, it is a strange thing to think about. It is strange to think how nostalgic, like how nostalgic. God, you got me all messed up now. I messed myself up. It's strange to think how nostalgic that idea of the early internet was, where it was kind of, and to some, you know, in some aspects, I think it still is. But that wild west idea of, mm-hmm. oh man you know, we're putting this up, we're going to just do this, we're going to try this random thing. There there weren't any rules to be popular. There weren't any rules to get a lot of following. And what's interesting about it is a little bit of a sidestep here. One of the YouTubers I watch right now, his name is Jacob Geller. He's kind of like a video essayist. He does different topics on video games, kind of tapping into some of the like deeper topics but he recently you know and for like on one of his recent videos talked about a new streaming service called i think it's nebula that's like a alternative to youtube nebula. that's for like video essayists and i looked it up and it's like oh hey for 3.99 a month you can subscribe and we directly support our creators and we you know there's no ad rolls. It's all based on what the creator wants to put out there. And it's so strange to kind of have like see the full circle of that now. Like YouTube was that place, you know, like YouTube was the place where you could put up what you wanted and where you could, you know, have anything. Yeah. And now I mean, it seems so corporate that it's that there are other, it, it is <laughs> that there are other smaller things breaking off that makes me like, I'm like, man, I, it's, it's crazy because I watch YouTube as almost my version of cable, I think. You know, just background videos. Oh, yeah, and definitely. It makes me think now. I'm like, man, maybe I should kind of get off YouTube and, you know, put my money yeah, where it's, it's other creators are. My mouth is. No, yeah. Well, I guess where my ears are because I use I have YouTube <laughs> Premium. And right. so, like, I'm, I'm in their pockets deep. But, like, uh, I got a free Google nest out of it for being a member for so long but oh i a lot of the stuff i listen a lot of the stuff i listen to like i don't even watch i just i literally just listen because i don't have to have the youtube app open i can close it or whatever and so i really just listen to something almost all the time i'm i hardly watch anything anymore and it's it's just it's funny because i'm looking at nebula right now and it says like 
a place to experiment, explore, and tailor our content to our audience, not to right. unskippable ads or recommendation algorithms. And I was like, right. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Free trial or $3, $3 a month or $30 for the whole year. So that's, that's not a bad deal. That's, and hey, there's I mean, that's a podcast tab up here. So you guys might see us <sighs> on Nebula. Uh, Nebula. Yeah. Dude, there are not, not a lot of podcasts. <laughs> I mean, I guess my only reservation with that is from the presentation I saw of it, it seemed like it was more of an informative, scholarly type of base. <laughs> Unless Dad and Sons, an okay podcast. Okay, well, I'm just we can be <laughs> okay. We we can be on there. Then. <laughs> All right. No, but you're definitely right. It seems like anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I I really derailed the uh, conversation there, but that's fine. That's fine. That's what this our is a... listeners enjoy about us. <laughs> they just like hearing us talk. We can't. We can't say that there are no listeners yet. <laughs> it's true. Is it okay? Hello. Do you ever? This is me from the f- past. Uh, <laughs> How are you in the future doing? Hi, Charlie. This is past Charlie. The life is pretty good right now. I hope your life is good then. But can you imagine? Sorry, we're getting on a third track here. We were on one track. We were on the second track for a second. Now we're on a third track. <laughs> can you imagine what that would be like to turn this into? And I'm not even talking, you know, something huge. But to have like a base of listeners that look forward to listening to this, that kind of blows my mind to imagine that that could be possible. And I'm sure it's one of those things that every time someone sets out to do something, you always hope that it will kind of make a splash. And in reality, that's not how it works. But, you know, yeah, that's always cool to picture, especially as a writer and especially you as, you know, you did streaming for a long time. So I, you know, exactly that kind of mm-hmm. feeling of getting those big moments, but it, it would be crazy to have people be like, oh man, back in their episode five, that was when they were good. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's one thing that I think about a lot. Not that I'm like, oh, like I want us to get big. Like as always, when you're creating stuff and putting it online, like you are doing it for you and for fun. And like, if people do enjoy it to that point to where like you can, make something out of it that's incredibly cool but you know i've done videos i've done like i said streaming uh, I've, I've been it's online for a while not as consistent not as consistently as i wish i could have been but like so it would just be crazy if like this is something that took off even like if there are like 20 people listening like that right. would be insane to me like every like one person's like hey is the next episode coming out this i'll be like oh my god like <laughs> I've made it like, you right. know, like just like one person like that'd be crazy. But, you know, there's always the dream. So just, you know, if you just support us for a hundred dollars a month on Patreon, a uh, <laughs> hundred dollars a month on Patreon, <laughs> you will get um, we have a Kickstarter. A we email. have an Indiegogo. We have a coffee account. Oh, coffee. PayPal. Let's let's go back. Let's go back. Back to the main. <laughs> back to back to the main rail. The train pulls a pulls a hard right turn. <laughs> so we were talking about people that influenced us. Yeah, and I guess where where I want to pull it to next is the the epitome of like content that we made for us, mm. which was our PlayStation Three camera videos. So yeah. for those of you who might know. And also might not know, 
PlayStation 3 had a camera that you could buy. It was an accessory that you could buy for the PlayStation 3, obviously. And it had a microphone and the camera all in one. Real basic description. It was a... Plugged in through the front USB PlayStation port. 3 camera <laughs> for the PlayStation 3. A PlayStation 3 Look, I'm camera. bad at explaining things, okay? <laughs> Sorry, is this funny? <laughs> and so we... Even at my friend's house, like, he had one. And so we would make so, like, I want to say, like, hundreds of, like, stupid yeah. videos on that camera. Like, and things that we stick to stick our minds to this day. There's one where Charlie has a weird effect on him, and he's going, Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> like, his lips are being, like, yeah. pulled apart. And yeah. it's just, it's so weird to think about. But, like, those, like, stuck in our mind. Like, any of, like, the brothers, you can go, why and they just start laughing because like those really stick out and we can even go back on uh, our younger brother's ps3 they have some like videos still on there yeah and so it's just it's weird to go back and think that that was actually like a big kind of thing that we all took part of yeah like, it was it's... like a weird little creative outlet that we were hanging out like hey why not let's make some stupid playstation camera videos so. Yeah, it's it's crazy because a lot of those videos, thinking back on them now, really made it seem like we were on some type of drug because yeah, there's true. just these crazy filters. And I mean, I remember specifically one where it's like, <laughs> all right, I'm in the forest and we're going through. And I like I'm like crawling <laughs> across our going through the carpeted tunnel. floor. I'm like, all right, now we try to jump out the window, go through the little hole in our screen of the window. All right, here we are. What's that? You know, like, just like, what were we thinking? That What is that? It's a big monster. <laughs> like, yeah, just stupid. A yeah. lot of stupid I mean, stuff that this, I really don't know why I we guess did. This is just goes into maybe being a stupid teenager, but this is also the era where, you know, we have our axe body spray you would spray it on your arm and you'd realize hey axe body spray is really flammable so you would light your whole arm on fire dunk it quickly into water we're like chugging monsters and lifesaver men's like what what kind yeah. of life was that like why i mean i thank god we didn't burn down the house and like well <laughs> or like burn it's, ourselves it's funny to think because like that's what we did for fun and a lot of people our age like we're like having like actual parties. We didn't really do that. No. Like our party was staying up late, monsters and lifesaver mints, obviously. Why not? Dead Space 3. Not Dead Space 3. Dead Space <laughs> along with the PlayStation 3's <laughs> camera. Yeah. Dead Space. And like that was how we had fun a lot of time. Uh, so it's just, it's weird to go back and think about that because those are like some formative years for me. Yeah. Just like the whole PS3 era was like really formative because... You know, I was like a young teenager, growing up, having fun. <laughs> so, do we enter the era now of the world's softest pillow? Because if we if we yes, are entering this so era, I want to intro it just a little bit. So, also, oh, okay. Oh, are you gonna interrupt me? I, I should. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. I just want to say that I did upload a few videos on YouTube I just with want to the say. PlayStation 3 camera. Oh. But I think the World's Softest Pillows was 
unless I'm not remembering correctly, I think it was the first video I uploaded to YouTube mm, that okay. I see wasn't done on the PS3 camera. Gotcha. I think it was my first YouTube entry, other than the mutants, the Super Mutant Speak video. Gotcha. So, go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and search on YouTube, just on my phone. Now, this might be a little weighted in my favor, but... I'm just going to go to YouTube search bar. I'm going to type in world's softest pillow. So for me, the second listing is world's softest pillow. A picture of my brother on a stained carpet. 1,200 views eight years ago. Sorry. Yep. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I see. Um, so of course I've searched for this on my phone before, so it might not be there for you, but we got four likes 13 dislikes two subscribers one comment that says what app did you use this video for and lol jack what was the world's softest pillows video about how did this come about the the world's softest pillows <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't really know where it came from it's like this weird anomaly that the way so the way we often had fun is that we'd use pillows. We'd take all the cushions off the couches. <laughs> you know, we'd stack them up. Um, one one group of our brothers would be the zombies. The other would be like people defending. You know, you stack all the yeah, pillows in the doorway. They try to break through pillows on the trampoline. Pillows of swords. Pillows of shields. Use them for everything. We used to and have naturally that led to. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, we. I was just gonna add. We used to have like really intense pillow fights, where we would pretend oh, you know yeah, the like, pillows were like maces and throwing items, and we just like, you know, throw them relatively hard, like off. you know, hit them in the leg, and you go crashing to the floor. You know, definitely some pillows knock pictures <laughs> off walls, <laughs> knock the blades off a couple fans. Yeah, I don't know. So what an. In our, Jack and I's childhood home, we had a big like playroom that was in addition to the house where a lot of this would happen. So the entrance to the playroom was this wide doorway with you know no door, and we would basically stack the mm-hmm. catch the you know couch pillows and yeah play zombies as he would say, and we would come tearing down the hallway, you know, yeah, down the, the bathroom, bathroom, down the yeah. hallway, and being like you should have just slam against this and. Oh. I I don't know <laughs> why that was so fun because in, I don't know how we didn't break more stuff because in a bone yeah in the playroom there were We've these broken a bone. huge windows like these huge like bay windows that like looked out oh, over the backyard yeah. and how did we never break one of those windows because you know mm-hmm. as <laughs> Lord knows that we threw stuff on those windows we we would go out on the deck slammed against yeah we'd go out on the deck and set up the deck as like a post-apocalyptic you know wasteland survival and we would be like throwing stuff and like yeah it's so it's this is the this is the era that world softest pillows was born in is this just chaotic ground of homemade imaginary games so they it went it went from naturally being like a barricade from weapons to you can fall on pillows, and it doesn't really hurt. So, what do you do? You fall backwards onto them. Hey, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. What if we filmed it like 50 times and put it in one video? But the catch is, 
is that they're actually not the softest pillows, and they <laughs> kill people who fall on them. They don't hurt people. They just kill you. <laughs> that That's where it came yeah. from. Because, like, in the video, there were moments where, like, you fall, and you, like, you let go of the camera, and you're just like, uh, Yeah, uh. so you get that really nice, like, uh, found footage style effect of, like, dropping mm-hmm. the camera, and you're like, oh, <laughs> and your outstretched arm, you know, that's, like, reaching for help and, and it's funny and i knew like there's a moment in here like to fill space like i definitely like put in clips of like older videos <laughs> you did yeah like there's the one where i walk in i'm like talking to you and you pull the gun up and just shoot me. <laughs> yeah and so it it's funny because so it's a really of course it's a oh goodness being gracious. what eight years ago it's real and i think not even eight 80. years ago like eight years ago as of that upload but god the video was how old were we i want to say it was 14 yeah so it must have been 16 so years ago so like almost 12 years ago so you know add mm-hmm. so back in that day you know it's just crazy and chaotic and we don't mean anything deeper by it but of course watching that video it does play as this weird kind of cohesive story where it's like oh no jack comes into the room and this is the owner of world softest pillows and is he taking a shot like (laughs) it's very open for that kind of interpretation just to make your own story now of course i'm talking Mm -hmm. about it as if it's like this masterpiece but i think that goes to show that especially you did put a lot of thought into what scenes were going to come first what parts that you wanted to get on film specifically you know what's important Mm -hmm. what clips and maybe this is probably one of the most important ones but how can i repurpose a failed clip because there's lots of clips where you're like being interviewed and you just break down laughing but with the music and the way you cut it in such a way to where it almost seems like you're like oh i can't i can't go on you know what i mean like yeah and I, so, I mean, there's if there's one thing I have to give myself credit for, I don't give myself credit for a lot, but I'm better about this because, you know, you need to support yourself. One thing I give myself credit for is being able to do a lot of things with filming on the fly and being able to just kind of see what I want in my head and then film it and be like, that's it. You know, two takes, one take, and that's it. But for a lot of these early videos, like it really was just spur of the moment. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I have an idea. It'll take five, ten minutes to film. Let's just do it. Okay, what's the idea? Here it is. I'll put it together all in editing. You know what I right. mean? So it's weird to think that like a lot of these I did and I can remember like having a picture in my head of like how it was going to turn out. And so yet yeah, even if we didn't get the footage I necessarily needed, I was like, well, I can pull from here and throw this here for a bit of time. Also it kind of makes sense. Cause you know, after you see people fall down for a minute and a half, you need to spice <laughs> it up a little bit, you know? So yeah. And we maybe should clarify this is almost like a <laughs> trust fall onto the pillows. You know how sometimes you would yeah. how sometimes you you listener do this but how you would you can fall backwards <laughs> and someone catches you so that's ba- we were falling you know backwards onto these pillows so you couldn't see where you're falling, falling on the pillows yeah. yeah but this will save my customers <laughs> this is what will save you so jack moving on from there i think for me mm-hmm. that's where my memory kind of stretches back first is to that world softest pillow video and then all of the videos that kind of came from that era, the you know the mm-hmm. the Daryl so, more like yeah, Daryl one, the 
modern warfare yeah. reinterpretations, the like the trigger happy. So a lot of these, <laughs> a lot of these videos come from, I want to say, a high school freshman year to like high school junior year. That's when a lot of these videos are happening. Yeah, and so I mean, there's the the one that I think's the one of the epitome ones. If that's if I can use that again, the blackest darkness of the night. Yeah. Do you remember that oh, yeah. one? Vividly. That one, I remember filming that. And I was like, this is going to be something. <laughs> Never was. It's just to be continued. It's 10 years from now. No longer. It's, I mean, maybe one day I'll do, I'll do something with it. But, <laughs> That'd be really funny. <laughs> you know, a lot of these are, I filmed like just by myself and, or I filmed it without really kind of giving anyone else who's a part of it, like any real description of what we're doing. I'm just like, just go, we're going to make it work. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's it. And that's, that's why I'm so good at editing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, the, so you have the black starkness of the night, you have the mortal Kombat video, which yeah. is just, you and our buddy just beating each other up. Yeah. And I throw a grenade at the end or whatever. Well, in the inclusion of uh, sound effects too, you know, the punch sound effects, the, psh, Oh yeah. Psh, psh, and it, it all came from a free, library of sounds that was in windows movie maker right i think you know i don't think i knew how to download sounds. yeah so you were it, it wasn't just you know filming and editing and splicing this together you're also adding in sound effects and timing music and reusing clips so i mean like especially like in the mm-hmm. blackest <laughs> the blackest darkness the, of the the blackest darkness the of the night you know, that was a, one of the videos that we recorded in the fabled behind our house. So in that Target back alleyway where we basically learned, you know, they have those huge base like squares of uh, recycled cardboard that they've like bound together. And of course, we're like, oh, man, we can pull some Assassin's Creed shit and get up on those and jump off. them. Oh, man, we're we've seen some parkour videos. So let's hit the ground and roll and then you go out and do it and it's like oh this is a little harder it's kind of hurts to jump oh yeah you know there's some cool stuff like that i remember specifically one of the scenes that sticks out to me is you're like you're the cameraman you're tailing our cousin who's an assassin and he goes into this little alcove this little wall you turn the corner and he's not there and then he's up above the wall and he's running back the other way you know like That's when, of course, we figured out where he jumps over the camera. Yeah, we figured out how to get on top of Target. So there's a couple scenes on top of the Target building. Um, But yeah, like, yeah, we have some footage from there. So, right. Uh, Just a bunch of stuff like that. That that's what sticks out to me, I guess, of Mm -hmm. that era. And so it was just interesting to see, like, a lot of those videos I did. Again, those are just like passion projects, basically, because there was no real like, oh, this is going to be the next big thing. This is consistent with what I've been doing. It's just like, this was funny to us. And I want to put it together just because. And that's what like where a lot of this came from. And I think why I've always had a hard time being like super consistent with a lot of things that I've done is that I just do it because, you know, I'm like, hey, this would be kind of fun to do. Oh, this would be nice. Rather than like, this is going to be a consistent thing I'll be doing forever. And you like get a following on. Yeah. And I started kind of a few years after like the stupid, stupid videos. <laughs> I started kind of making my own YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, like actually putting stuff on there. And so, I mean, it's, I can't watch it now. It's so cringy. 
But the earliest video I have on there is called Make Your Boyfriend or Girlfriend Laugh. And it's so cheeseball. But I remember filming that and being kind of proud of it, just the way I put it together. Like, it sounds horrible. It looks horrible. Presentation's bad. But, like, I remember, I was like, this will be a thing. It's got 7.4 thousand views is all I'm going to say. Um, and then I did, like, a, I'm looking at it right now. I did a face-down cover, which is just me saying, this hasn't been edited in any way. <laughs> and it's just me singing, you know, well, me lip-syncing to a sped-up version of Face Down. That's the joke, is that it's it's been edited. Then, you know, there's how to make a cup of coffee. Yeah. This all culminates to something that you know very well, that our family knows very well, are the pickaxe videos. Mm, yeah. Pickaxe, axe, axe two. <laughs> And then pickaxe, but it's P-I hashtag K-A-X hashtag. It just makes it a nightmare to, sh- uh, to search for. But yeah, that... Yeah, you can't really search I for I think it. those videos were definitely the combination of those silly earlier videos. And then us trying to do... Mm-hmm. Trying to make something more cohesive. I was going to say something a little bit more art artful, but... I think, you know, the the penult or the lat the not the penultimate, but the last one we did, the pickaxe, the final. <laughs> that one was definitely we tried to be yeah. a little bit more edgy with it. But it started yeah, off I mean, as it was, silly. It was also pretty cool. Yeah, it starts off as just kind of a silly a silly thing. And so why don't you go ahead and describe definitely. what the fir- is the first one called pickaxe? First one's called pickaxe. So, so yeah, so go ahead and run is. us through the series. So what the basic premise of pickaxe is someone is essentially running from someone or being chased down by someone who has an axe or a pickaxe. It's a hooded figure. That's it, which is kind of like a dark, scary <laughs> premise. But <Like> the <laughs> intro is. is always like just people running, people doing something, and then it cuts to a scene of someone dragging or picking up or carrying one yeah. of the weapons. Well, you and, know, and you I know, I this and be like, I like these angles I'm using. Right. Not to interrupt you, but I remember the early shots where it's just, I think it's from Axe, where we had a, we cut down a tree in our backyard. And so there's just this axe sticking into the stump of the tree. And then the hooded figure comes by and mm-hmm. grabs the axe, you know, like wrenches it out. And then, you know, you just have, a, mm-hmm. it's black and white. You have like some, you know, some edgy font that's like axe. <laughs> Well, and it's it's really interesting to watch because, like, looking at them now, it's like pickaxe, like the tree's alive, mm-hmm. axe, the tree's dead, axe two, the tree is a stump. You know, like it's it's weird to watch, and then like the final one takes nowhere to play. Like the the trees are gone completely. It's like a different area. So it is right. It's strange to like it's. It was not planned, but like it weirdly makes sense. Yeah. And so I mean. The end of the video is always the person being chased down gets killed is how it just happens. And it is brutal. Like, and I yeah. film this in the front yard <laughs> in front of the neighbors. I like, I like in front oh, of the eyes. The axe of God. is going up and it comes down and you hear <laughs> and the credits. Play. Right. You know, and it is super dark. Yeah. But like at the same time, like because we made it, we're like, it's just funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, like don't take it too seriously. Well, I remember, but for me, definitely. that was, I got listening to these podcasts again. I feel like I'm always like, oh, I remember. But I remember that was the first time, 
probably it was for Axe 2 or one of the ones that I was the hooded figure in that Axe 2, okay, where I there's a scene where I throw the axe. And so it's me throwing the axe. It's a cut to just the axe flying through the air. And then it's a cut to the, you know, to what, who was it? One of your friends <laughs> taking the blow as yeah. the axe. And the way it's cut together, it looks like, you know, I throw the axe. So it's like, there's <laughs> <laughs> a couple good Which perspective like, shots so where it seems like I cut somebody as like they're running, you know, but I'm so far behind them, but it looks like yeah. I slice somebody in the back, like a bunch of good stuff like that. It's also where you mix, you miss the axe swing <laughs> yeah, and the gunshot goes off. <laughs> and why is there a gunshot? <laughs> no reason it's just to signify that you missed you weren't shot no one's holding a gun it's just like yeah i, I was always subverting expectations always that kind of subverting thing. always subverting i think this is a good time to get into so these are like the sillier projects yeah i had my buddy good friend of mine probably my my best friend uh i'm sure he's in the space jay hens jack his name's jack because my name is Jack, so it works. So he and I, we made stupid videos too. We made Masakoto Studios, all that kind of fun stuff. But we eventually made, the first series video we made was called The House. Mm. Yeah. That one, in my opinion, for how old we were, super well shot, quality super good. And I definitely like at one point wanted to, basically do like a remaster of it but it's i go back and watch it every now and then i'm like this was super cool and if you guys i mean i'll see if i can put a link in here somehow but that was kind of something as we were making it i kind of like really enjoyed the process of being like you know quote unquote like an actor and getting into the role and really kind of kind of trying to portray emotions and all that kind of stuff, and just it was it was a really fun learning experience. And you know, we did a little bit of like we had a small budget for like oh the clothing, oh location scouting, that kind of stuff, you know. And so we did like a lot of driving, a lot of talking, and it was it was a really fun process to do. It was also really cold, but it was really fun. <laughs> and after the house, I think we made a few other ones because at the time our buddy he was in. Uh, film school so he you know be hey you want to be a part of this oh yeah i'll be a part of that i got nothing going on because i don't i don't do anything so <laughs> how sad you know i was always yeah i was always helping him with his projects all the time yeah and that was just a super fun time and kind of really helped me get comfortable with the idea of that i can like i have a decent presence on camera so mm -hmm. it's like i can I can work with that, you know. It doesn't have to just be something stupid or funny. Like I can kind of present things too in that way. So, yeah, you know, I think it's interesting as with most things when you get older, there's that attempt to be deeper and there's that attempt to make deeper things. Uh for me, mm -hmm. when I was in a community college film class, I made a uh, little short film called the two of us, which was me. And then I think it was the girl I was dating at the time and we filmed it out and she lived out way out in the middle of like nowhere. Her dad was like a mechanic. So there were a bunch of old ruined cars and their huge property. And it was all about 
this person who lived alone in this house and then somebody comes to visit and they go crazy and they want to go kill this person because they're so isolated, kind of like a post-apocalyptic vibe, like this person has just been living out by themselves. Mm -hmm. This person, and then it turns out that there is nobody else in the house. It's just one person. You know what I mean? And there's like an insanity thing there. But trying to make something a little deeper, which, of course, when you try a little too hard, you go back and it's very obvious. And it's like, oh, that's <laughs> that's a little rough because mm-hmm. you, you're you trying to put the actual effort into it. One of my favorites, and still to this day, one of my favorites, just with the way it was shot, and this would be a fun one to redo or reimagine, was I believe they are called The Void Incorporated. And it starred you, and I was filming... Yeah. And I believe we used like a C418 track. And this was very much this idea of somebody who's waking up and they're being like activated upon. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I I pulled up Void Inc. And it's a teaser. And I'm just like, it is weird how like when we got older, we started doing deeper things. But like they're not really that deep it's just stylistically it went from being just like a silly video to like we put a bit of thought and effort into this yeah i would say it's not deep but it was we were definitely trying to be intriguing because before i was so Mm. horribly interrupted void ink was all about jack being the subject of whoever is filming and this organization is like activating him and so he wakes up and we did a teaser and then we did more of a formal trailer and it was all fun doing kind of almost like a computer overlay and being saying, mm-hmm. Oh, Hey, he's going to encounter somebody else and timing it better with the music, making it a little bit less funny, a little more serious for me. That's kind of the last thing I remember doing that was like film wise. So it's interesting that we both kind of moved on to different and more serious things after the funny things, but still Mm -hmm. using that base of knowledge we had to make these things still using windows movie maker, I believe (laughs) to to make for a lot, for a lot of it. I mean, I used uh, Sony Vegas studio at one point for a little while. Uh, (laughs) So we moved on from like, you know, Jack and I, we kind of, we don't really make stuff together anymore, but every now and then we'll talk. We throw a few ideas around. Definitely need to do something again. But as far as like any real videos to come out, nothing's really been coming out except I'm going to bring it to a very present day. Okay. Because there was a large gap from like, um, from like acts, from the last two videos are Daryl, more like Dettel, and Monty <laughs> Battlethon, which are two videos I made with my younger brothers. <laughs> and the other day, like we watched that when I was at my parents' house, and I was like, "That's that's so funny," but wouldn't it be funny, even more so now, if we remastered these? Because like remasters are a thing nowadays. So what if we just did Daryl, more like Dettel remaster? And just like the original, I was like, you guys want to do this? You want to do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do it. And then we just watched it. 
and then scene for scene basically just recreated the whole thing and it was so much fun to do i was like what this is you know scratching an itch that i didn't even know i had you know i got home put it together you know i actually put in some green screen effects bit of blood because why not you know music audio all that kind of fun stuff it was just it was such a fun process to get back to and like not care if it was like you know oh this will be game changing or groundbreaking because i really do feel like in our world the online world nowadays like if you're not putting forth something that's like amazingly high tier high quality like your first go around sorry you're just you're wasting your time it really does seem that way you know because you don't see a lot of home ish videos made anymore so. yeah it's it was strange watching that video because it definitely captures and we're of course i'm talking about it like it's something so serious but it definitely captures the essence <laughs> of the original video before we started recording jack and i were talking about it and just laughing at some of the redone scenes some of the same details that he carried over that were so small like in one of the scenes our youngest brother who was killed or assassinated earlier in the video is in the front room. And <laughs> I think probably the first time it was an accident or maybe it was on purpose, but, but there yeah. he is again, you know, those small things. Yeah. But I feel, and maybe we should do a whole topic on this or this thing kind of be a running theme, but I feel that that's something that we bring up a lot that was brought up in the writing episode. But that idea that doing something for yourself and making something a goal for yourself, you know, right now living in the COVID world, it's hard to want to do something that isn't going to get you somewhere. And it's hard to do something like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, thinking about it, none of the content I watch is, oh, new up and coming and it's tough because, you know, in the early days, not everyone had access. And so it was only the people who had access and who put thought, and they're not always, because of course there's a bunch of dumb videos uploaded, but there was just less of a deluge of content. And so now it's so hard to find something. And yeah, what you do find is a lot of really polished content. And I don't want to come across and sounding like this content isn't good or this content isn't worthwhile but a large majority of the content is kind of as you know as much as it is polished it's kind of disingenuine and it feels very much like a product and less like somebody who's really passionate about something and you know it's funny because a I lot mean, of the videos i watch nowadays are people who do these really mm -hmm. long video essays about games, who do these kind of niche topics. But even still, these people have millions of subscribers. You know, how many other hundreds of really smart and intelligent people are doing videos about games, about movies, about books that are only getting 100 views? And I just don't know. Like, how would I find those people? That's kind of the, I guess, problem I'm stuck with. Yeah, I mean, because you know, I've I've been on... I've been like using YouTube for a long time and it's weird to see like, and again, like the videos are like, they're, you know, objectively good videos. It's not like I'm saying they're bad, but you can click on, Oh, 
this Call of Duty video is going to be just the same as the next 20 Call of Duty videos that you would have clicked on. Like, it's hard to find videos that have some semblance of, I think, for lack of a better word, personality. But, like, it is hard because there's no there's no reason to do that because you're not going to get noticed. You're not going to get picked up. And so a lot of people just don't want to spend, you know, the hours it takes to make one video right. to just kind of it be nothing. Yeah. So that sucks. And it, but you know, it comes down this, to in so. doing this remaster In doing this remaster, I was like, you know what? Like it just like the podcast. It's definitely something that I want to start doing again because it's, it's just, it's, it's tickling a tickle. It's itching an itch. Yeah. I, I was, yeah, I was going to bring up, uh, the intros. So of course, when Jack and I were first tossing around the idea for a podcast and coming up with a name, you know, we had some kind of crazy ones and I, I still think we picked a name that's weird enough to where when you say it to people, they're like, what, what does that word mean? So the reckon, you know, the raconteur collection or the raconteur collection, I believe before that it was the raconteur compendium, but we... (laughs) We decided that we couldn't <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. we couldn't do two words that were, and it's not like compendium is an obscure word, but it's not like a commonly commonly used word. But doing the intros for yeah, the show, exactly. I did a one-off kind of Twilight Zone esque intro, and just three episodes later, I recorded my own intro for this, and not because oh, hey, I think this is going to sell really well, or oh, hey, I think this is something that people want more of, because right now, we don't have much of an audience, but that intro was something I wanted to do. You know, I got home from Mm -hmm. work, I relaxed, I made some food, came in, I did my writing, and after that, I was like, well, I got an hour to kill before the podcast, What, what can I do? And I'm starting to think, oh, hey, I want to make this intro a fun thing because that's just, just another creative outlet. And I think it's, Definitely. yeah, I think it's so important to follow that creative outlet and follow that drive to do something for yourself and for the people who you can share mm-hmm. it with without this idea of monetizing it, without this idea of making it blow up later. Because I think I think the it's, passion shows it's... through. Yeah, it's also interesting to think about, like, you start to kind of think within the constraints you have. It's like, you had an hour left. Okay, let me throw something together real quick. Not because you're like, oh, like, it has to be done. But like, ah, oh, why not for the fun of it? And I think one thing that I want to get across is that while we kind of have, like, a lot of these, like, what is, what is it? Like, you know, in South Park, <laughs> how, like, <laughs> at the end, what's that called? I've, it's it's escaping my brain. What's it called? Like when you wrap things up? Oh, like I don't know. Like the final speech of here's what we learned today, guys. Yeah, the, exactly. The like end of, of what the we learned. GI Joe think. episodes. The more you know. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we do that a little bit. <laughs> we kind of do. We <laughs> it's, we it's, start off real silly, and then it always comes down to. <laughs> well, I just want to encourage like do things the fun of it because you're just you're not going to be happy if you go back a year and you're like oh i've been working on this one project hasn't gone anywhere it's all like writing if you want to do something creative like videos or 
music, like, you might not come out with, like, the most ideal thing in the world, but hey, you made 10, 15 funny videos or short videos or whatever, you know, when you had the time to and with the constraints you had. And that's something that's worth a lot more than, well, I filmed a little bit of this long video, didn't get around to it because I didn't have the time and I set these goals that are way too lofty and high. And then, yeah. so it's, you really have to kind of just pull back the curtain of, not the curtain or like the veil that just because you want to do something big and like extraordinary, you're not going to be able to do that the first time. So don't like waste years hoping you can do that while not doing anything. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, it definitely does because without doing this podcast and trying to do it, you know, I wouldn't have made the little audio recordings of some short stories I've done. I wouldn't be putting sound effects into these intros and making it its own separate thing. It's one of those... Mm -hmm kind of crazy microcosm things where you can do something and then other doors good word other doors open up because of it and so hey like you get into writing and don't look at writing as the end-all be-all you know stick with that and then if it Mm -hmm. doesn't if you really go for it and try and you're like you know what i don't really like writing long stories but hey i wrote this one part this one little artistic section that makes me want to try something a little bit more artistic, a little more free form, try some free verse poetry. Like don't limit yourself. Don't say, Hey, I want to be like this author. I want to be like this. Of course, take inspiration from people because that's the way your brain works. You're going to watch something. You're going to listen to something. I mean, heck I was even listening to, to give a little shout out. I was listening to uh, the knockback podcast uh, made by Colin Moriarty. And I was, kind of struck by how similar our stuff is to them, especially, you know, two brothers talking. Of course, theirs, I feel like, is a little bit more ordered, and I like that ours is more freeform. But what's to say that if I never listened to that, I wouldn't have had that idea of, hey, me and my brother can do that. And don't be afraid and saying, you know, everything is kind of iterative, and you're going to make something similar. And eventually it'll hit its own stride. And I would say that like us and these so far have hit so. their own stride. I think so. And again, it's so fun to do this just because. Because we do kind of do, you know, we record a bit before we release them. Uh, just so we have a bit of a buffer. And it's just, so like right now we haven't released anything. But it's, it's so fun just to do them. That if we never ended up releasing them we just have this archive mm-hmm. that we can go back and listen to in a couple of years or, you know, our friends can, our family can like, Oh, like, Oh, cause like anyone that like our parents, especially like, obviously are like, I just like hearing you guys talk together. You know, I'm like, Oh, well, thank you. You know? And one of our aunts is like, Oh, like I want to hear it. I want to hear you guys talk. <laughs> I don't, I don't hear enough from right, you guys, yeah. you know? So I'm like, okay, well, and it's just a way to kind of connect, I think. So, yeah. It's you fun. know, and to loop it back in. So to, do things because they're fun and don't do them because, you know, <laughs> any other reason. Just only, only have fun. Only have fun. <laughs> only. No, I... If you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. So, yeah, I think... But I do think there is some aspect of that because, you know, 
things will come around. I'm sure there will be days that we don't feel like recording or we don't feel like doing something. But to loop it back around into the topic, you know, remember the first World's Softest Pillow video? We weren't aiming for anything. We weren't doing something. Mm -hmm. And we can look back on that and still be proud of it for what it is and for what we did. Yeah, it's it's a great memory. And so... And what at the end of the day, even if you try something, even if you try painting and you, you know, you horribly fail, you burn out, you get really into painting for a year. Don't be so hard on yourself because guess what? You can look back and say, hey, I painted for a year or hey, I painted for a period of time. And you can look back at your paintings and you can laugh at them. And I I can guarantee you'll probably enjoy your paintings more when you're removed from them. And just using painting as an example, I feel like I'm getting a little preachy here, but that's something, especially as I've gotten older, that's really important to me is just trying things and doing things. That's that's to say with anything, it's, (laughs) I'm so bad that I'm sorry. I need to work (laughs) on that. You say like that's it's I do that a lot. I'm sorry, but you're not always contrary to what I said earlier in my my joking manner. You're not always gonna have fun doing what you're passionate about. You're gonna go through the trenches sometimes, you know. And the important thing is to know when you're pushing yourself over your limit and when you're just kind of like, all right, I just need a little break. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because take a week off, take a few days off, if you feel like you're like i'm just i'm not feeling this right now because you might just need to clear your head yeah like if you're working on one project for a long time sometimes the best thing to do is step back for a week don't even think about it just don't have it in front of you and then come back to it and be like okay i'm in a better head like headspace now i can think about what i want to do where i want to take it how i want to work on it rather than just make it you suffer through it, put it out, and you're like, I hate this. I don't know. <laughs> Why did I finish this? You know? Because mm-hmm. I've done that a lot with a lot of my content. Yeah. So definitely just from experience, just take a step back when you feel like you are about to hit that point. Yeah. I can only speak to the skill I've done that with, which is writing. Um, the best thing you can do for I think any kind of creative pursuit once you hit that plateau that spot where because with I was talking about this with one of my friends recently and we were talking about how when you first start a new skill there's like that exponential rise in um, talent and of growth you know you learning all these new things you're learning how to apply them but eventually you hit this point where you kind of plateau off, where it becomes a process of mastering what you learned, of putting it into practice Mm -hmm. over and over. And that's exhausting. And the best thing you can do sometimes is to say, hey, let me sidestep into something else. Let me try something else. And I'll come back to this. Because that's the amazing thing about the human brain is that your brain will be thinking about it and processing it And yes, with a lot of things, it does take dedication and time, but also giving yourself space. I mean, just for me, I, you know, I'm in the middle of rewriting my book and I got super burnt out. I'm in the middle of this chapter and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. So do you know what I do then? I open up a new document and I just write some crazy short story, something that I can just, just I can be weird with. 
And, you know, I, in my practice at this point, I've gotten to the point where mm-hmm. working on something else for a couple of days, I can come back to my main project and be like, okay, I, I feel like I had no better way to take this or, okay, I needed a couple of days. Exactly, exactly. I needed a couple of days of easy before I got back to the grindstone. So never take that for granted. Yeah. That's the raconteur's collection I, I, guarantee. Yeah, and let me just say, like, that's why I kind of, I'm taking a break from streaming for an unknown amount of time. I'm like, you know what? I've been putting all my energy into this. I'll take a step back, work on some other creative pursuits, and just eventually come back to that. Because I did it for almost six years, you know? So it's like, I need, I need to take a step back and just come back to that later. Bring more to the table next time I do it. But not worry about it right now, because sometimes you just got to take a step back. Well, with that are being we going to round us it. out here? Charlie, you want to yeah. close us out? Why don't you go ahead and mention who our beautiful music is provided by, and then I will take it from there. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Little trade-off. Our music is provided by the wonderfully talented Tyler Cunningham. Oh. <laughs> the wonderful i thought you were gonna i guess i thought you were gonna riff a little bit longer on that nah i'm, I'm, I'm tyler thank you for your music it's exactly what i was thinking of when i thought of tavern music i literally was pulling up skyrim <laughs> ambience skyrim taverns and then uh jack stumbled across that and it was perfect so thank you so much links in description everyone we are available on spotify you can probably find us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. You can contact us mm-hmm. at the Collection at gmail.com. And we will oh so gracefully look over your messages, read them, probably not respond unless they're real good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> In which case, we'll respond by owl. Respond by owl. I'll send out my little cat, Rukia, with a parcel tied to her neck. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it taking so long to respond to my email at the window? <laughs> it's like four <gasps> weeks later. It's just the response is just, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Well, everyone, thank you for taking an hour out of your day so that we may speak directly into your brain. I have been thank you, and thank always you. will be Charlie, and this has been and always will be Jack. Thank you for listening to the Raconteur Collection. Thank All you. of the sounds in our intro Arigato. were gotten from freesounds.org. We'll probably try to do something. I like doing those little intros, so look forward to them. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do the next one. I'll do the but next everyone, one. I hope you have a beautiful day in whatever dimension that you currently find yourself in. And we Goodbye. will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. Oh wait, no, one more thing! <laughs>